Good day, and welcome to Sea to Ski with Sarah and T, putting the P in professionally managed vacation rentals. This is the Vacation Rental Management Professionals Podcast, coming to you from the Outer Banks of North Carolina and from the Rocky Mountains of Colorado. I'm Sarah Bradford from Winter Park and Steamboat Springs. And I'm Tim Cafferty from the Outer Banks of North Carolina and Sandbridge, Virginia. Together, we bring you the first podcast focused solely on professionally managed vacation rentals across the nation, or as we like to call it, Sea to Ski with Sarah and T. In the next 30 minutes, we hope you'll join us on our journey as we dive into issues affecting folks like us, the professional vacation rental manager, allowing you to run your business more effectively, make more money, and most importantly, have fun doing it. We're back and better than ever. I'm Tim. And I'm Sarah. And we are back to talk to you about Rapid Fire. It's been one of our most popular segments of our podcasts. I got jealous that I wasn't getting to answer the rapid fire questions. That's right. So I said, hey, Tim, why don't we rapid fire each other? Yes. So this is the rapid fire episode. Our initial episode that we put out many months ago was about each other and sort of introducing ourselves to you. And so this will be an opportunity for you to learn more about us as well. We do not know the questions each is going to ask of the other. Some are a little off the wall, and some are very focused on business. And so here we are. And what we've found from asking other vacation rental owners these rapid-fire questions, it often brings up some interesting stories and mm-hmm. some offshoots. So sometimes I could give a long answer, right? Like a, a sort of long answer. Do I have permission? So, so, yes, like you can two go off times. script. You can, you can do what you wish. Okay, you can't. You have to answer quickly. <laughs> Okay, fair enough. So the question is, who's going to go first? Well, I've got one for you to break the ice. You're a Pittsburgh girl. Penguins, Steelers, or Pirates? Steelers. Okay, thought you'd say that. Terry Bradshaw or Ben Roethlisberger? Terry, because Ben, you know, (laughs) it's not respectable to like him. Okay, how about Lynn Swan, Heinz Ward, or Santonio Holmes? Oh, I love Heinz Ward. Such a smiler. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Jerome Bettis, Le'Veon Bell, or Franco Harris? I got to go with the boss. Okay, good. So that kicks us off. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Wow. Like so that? our listeners are learning a lot. Yes. For all you non-football fans, we'll get right <laughs> to some content. I'm going to ask Tim, well, let's see, are you going to just fire questions at me or should we go well, back and forth? Let's go back forth? and forth. Okay. My first question for Tim is very industry related. Mm. We'll, we'll get to the personal stuff later. Okay. Okay, here we go. You ready? Yes, ma'am. Rude, non-appreciative owner with large, lucrative home on the beach. Keep it or say goodbye? I kept one for nine years, and I fired him last year, and my entire staff cheered me for it. So really, your answer should have been yes. Should have been yes a long time ago, Mm -hmm. but I chased the money too long. And one of my friends has him now, and I called him up out of the blue. I said, good luck with Mr. (laughs) So-and-so. And he's enjoying it. He understands completely what I mean now. Yeah. So. I say get rid of those zoners mm-hmm. in a nice way. You don't have to tell them that they're rude necessarily. Mm-hmm. But funny enough, in one of the locations where I manage homes, we are at a certain place that services homeowners. And we saw a little note with this owner's name that we had gotten rid of a long time ago. And the people at the company were joking about having who's going to have to have the nerve to call that guy and we said oh that guy we know that guy 
Mm-hmm. So just realize they're not just rude to you. Exactly. All right, give me a question. In season or off season? Um, off season? Yeah. I'm about to go into off season mm-hmm. and it's so good. Mm-hmm, it is. Yeah. Yep. Okay, Tim. Tables set in photos or just a centerpiece in photos? I don't like them set. And I'm not sure about the centerpiece either. Is the centerpiece going to be there when the guest checks in? If not, no centerpiece. Blank tables for Tim. Unless the centerpiece is there all the time. (laughs) Okay. We don't want to do any false advertising. Let's see. What color is your toothbrush? Oh, it's white with a little green. And as Chris likes to say, it has a lot of junk on it. I don't clean it a lot. (laughs) TMI. Okay. Uh, Okay. Funniest guest question ever asked. Okay. That house is 100 yards to the ocean. What ocean is that? No. (laughs) Yes. Stop. I actually collect these. So that was good. Oh my yes. gosh. I've got another one. Let's see. The last time I was on the Outer Banks, the machine that kills the mosquitoes was broken. Have they fixed it yet? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. wow. We might have to do a whole podcast yeah. on these. Oh, I got a guest called in. Wasn't a funny, it wasn't a question, but it was a statement. Hi, I called in a while ago. My air conditioner was not working. And now my fireplace is also not working. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, <laughs> Boy. That's good stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is your dream job? What I'm doing right now. And I'm not even saying that because it's the nice thing to say. I love what I'm doing. Wouldn't want to do anything else. What makes a great day at work a great day versus an average day? I complete my list of things to do would be high on that. Because many times you get there, you create your list, and it looks the same at mm-hmm. 4.30. But it has to do something with the affirmation about what you're doing. Whether it's a guest comment or an owner or an employee, employee yeah, that makes you go, I'm glad I do what I do. I can't believe you actually finish your list. I never finish my list, <laughs> but I know what you're saying. I didn't say those days happen very often. Right. Exactly. One thing on your bucket list. Oh, I'm not a person with a bucket list. Really? Oh, I have one thing actually. Okay. I keep saying it and I'm going to do it next winter. I want to ski in Japan. It's a very bizarre thing for me to want to go to Japan in general and ski in random places because I live mm-hmm. in a ski resort, mm-hmm. but I've heard it's incredible to ski in Japan okay. and there's just all these little ski resorts with the lady shuts down the lift and then serves sushi. Really? (laughs) Tell us about that next year. Okay. Okay. All right. Your turn. You ready, Tim? Mm -hmm. What's the percent of owner attrition you feel is industry standard and nothing to panic about? Well, the answer is it depends. I am in a market where we have to get renewals every year. And so it's not unusual for a company to lose 10% because there's a certain percentage you're never going to please. And when you require them to acknowledge and reapprove every year, you're going to get some fallout. For us, our standard is about four or five percent. Just stuff happens. You can't solve it. You don't know what's going on in the owner's personal life, divorce, the kids have grown up, they don't use the house anymore, whatever the case might be. House sells, you don't get the new owner, those kinds of things. You can't worry yourself about that. But so four or five percent, you don't stay up at night. Four or five percent is my goal, yeah. But depending on the market, it might be 10 percent. If it was higher than 10 percent, hmm. You probably need to look at some stuff. It's a good answer. I've also noticed when they get their 1099, when they're doing their taxes, that's when they seem to wake up and notice the revenue. Yes. It's just an odd phenomenon. Yes. Okay, hit me. Describe yourself in three words. Okay, my rapid fire answers that I'll probably regret later. Here we go. Energetic, outgoing, and I think I'm funny. <laughs> Of course you do. Of course you do. I like to be funny. Oh, boy. Hi, Dad. My dad's listening to this. You just were. 
Oh, I think he tuned out on the Pittsburgh questions. Oh, right. Well, he agreed with everything I said. Yeah, okay. There you go. Okay. Your question is, your perfect owner, describe him or her. I want somebody that's engaged. I want somebody that is a partner and someone who is appreciative of the efforts made on their behalf. Not necessarily me, but my staff. Whether it be housekeeper, maintenance guy, reservations manager, giving them that feedback, knowing that I know you're working hard for me and I appreciate it. Partner is the idea. I want a business partner. Mm -hmm. So, Actually, I used to address my letters to my homeowners, dear business partner, because that's how I feel about this. So there you go. Okay, this one ought to be good for you. What is your favorite song? I really like Ripple by The Grateful Dead, but I don't like The Grateful Dead. I mean, I'm not a Grateful Dead person, but I love the song Ripple. Mm-hmm. But I also love most songs by Dave Matthews, <laughs> and especially I'm going to go with um, Say Goodbye. So everybody just get, download those from iTunes. They're going to, the sales for those songs are going to go skyrocketing yeah, today. Golly, yes. All right. Okay, Tim, mm-hmm. emails. Do you respond as they come in or do you just check morning and night? You know the answer to <laughs> question, as does anybody who's ever worked with me, immediately, if not sooner. <laughs> and why is that? <laughs> when email came about, I read that in Japanese culture, for instance, that it is rude not to respond to an email within minutes. And if you don't respond to an email within five hours, that culture has them move on to someone else. And so whether it's true or not, I don't know, but it has proven that way for me. Now, sometimes there's a specific email. I'll take a deep breath. Sometimes I even write a response and then delete it uh-huh. <laughs> to get it off my chest. But I always will read, reread, and re-re-read before I hit send. On every email? Yes, ma'am. Whoa. Absolutely. Once again, out there in uh, <laughs> podcast world, the rest of us are emailing on our phones yeah. and have lots of typos. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. But I do like to get back to people and let them know, even if I can't answer, sort of like the sundown rule. Yeah. If I don't know the answer, I'm going to let you know by the end of the day I'm still working on it. That's the philosophy I have with email. So. That's what I try to tell my staff is you might not be able to get the detailed answer that day, but let them know you got the email so that it's acknowledging it. Mm-hmm. That's a little inside joke between the two of us, by mm-hmm. the way. Because I don't respond to my email momentarily. Sometime within weeks. <laughs> Just saying. Wow. What's your next question, Tim? Oh, is it one for you? <laughs> yes. Okay. Morning person or night owl? Morning, for sure. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like getting up at uh, about 6 a.m. when no one's awake, and I crank out work for yes. an hour. Okay. Tim Ferriss, some other podcast giants would tell you you shouldn't do that. You should meditate and do mm-hmm. other things in the morning. But I have such better days when I get my to-do list done, mm-hmm. write out the few things I'm going to get done before I have to make the lunches for the kids. So morning. But your night. Well, you know what Deb would say? I'm both. Oh, of course. Of course you are. You're all the time. I do not sleep very much, no. Yeah, but okay, at qu- night more than morning. Question for you. The question is, what's easier to maintain, hot tubs or pools? Pools. We've had this discussion off, Mike. Hot tub was described to me by someone I knew very well who serviced hot tubs for a living as a human bowl of soup. Ew. You never know what's going on in there. And it's only a couple of hundred gallons of water at the most. It's hot. Bacteria thrives in there. Whereas pools that are cooler, it, the bacteria doesn't spread as fast. Doesn't spread that? as fast. It's more predictable. The chemicals you can put more in there in a, a container, and they release slowly, so you don't have to check it every day. You know that kind of a thing. So oh. you can get by for actually in the off season, you can get by with checking a pool for weeks. 
and it's okay as Good long to as know. it's not filtration. I'm about to take on a pool. I didn't tell Good. you. An okay. indoor pool. You'll do fine. It's very rare here to have pools. What's your favorite TV channel? I don't really watch TV, and I'm not kidding. So I'm going to go with HGTV. I you say that. <laughs> if I am going to turn the TV on, we might as well get Fixer Upper on. All right, your question is, drone shots required for big homes or just a fad? I thought it was a fad, particularly when the FAA came in and made regulations about having to have a pilot's license or at least a certification that it's short of a pilot's license to get at that. But it has survived that, and it's even gone on. So I think it's here to stay. Do you th- do them? We do. We have one person for sure, and I think a second person now about to be certified for the FAA thing. Okay, I have to add another question, my light. That okay. question, yeah. part two. Okay. Website, your homepage. Yep. Video as the picture or just a static image that's rotating? Yeah, this is one of those do as I say, not as I do. I like the video. You do? As long as it loads quickly enough. Yeah. That's another thing. You know, it, I think I do too. And if it's classy and easy to watch and doesn't mm-hmm. make you car sick. Mm-hmm. But some of those pages I see, it takes 20, 25 seconds for it to load. Mm-hmm. You lost me by then. It's got to load instantly pretty yeah. much. And the, and the technology's there. you got to invest in it. So. One of the people we interviewed as another vacation rental owner in mm-hmm. one of our recent podcasts was Peter Reberg. Mm-hmm. And he has just switched to video. You guys should check out summitcove.com. Yeah, it good. Mm-hmm. It's really good video on there. Okay. What store do you shop at the most? <sighs> what store? Well, I don't really go to stores. <laughs> Why are you asking me? <laughs> We're trying um, to find out more about Okay, the star of I the don't show. go to stores because I live in a rural area, but I <laughs> want to give a plug for Fringe, my favorite clothing store in Steamboat. Oh, okay. And so I really have to tell you, I go to uh, Walmart, and when I get to go to Denver, I just always hit Target. Target. <laughs> Those are good answers. Our listeners can definitely identify. But if you come to Steamboat, you got to go to Fringe and support mm-hmm. small business. Okay. My answer is grocery store number one and Home Depot number two. Oh, yeah. I avoid both of those stores completely. <laughs> I go almost daily. <laughs> uh, all right, Tim, are you ready? Yes. What's the number one thing you look for when you tour a new potential property? What's like the humdinger, I want this property? Location. If it has a view and it has it's in the right spot, we That's can it. rent that. So like a junker that looks mm-hmm. not good, but it's on the beach, it's still a yes. It's, yeah, look, you can't change location. It's true. Just like real estate. You can change you the decor. It. Just go back to episode whatever it was, yeah. the decor episode. Okay, let's see. Owner guest books and properties, yes or no, and why? Well, it is a yes because yeah. I didn't know about the downfalls of guest books as we've discussed yes, on prior podcasts. Just with Peter Reberg's matter. Yes. Yeah. But in this off season that I will be enjoying so much, we will be removing all guest books <laughs> from all properties. If you didn't hear the previous podcast, there's a lot of bad stuff that can be in the guest book and some risk you're taking by letting it sit there unread. Okay, you ready for this one? Sure. Text or email communications with your owners. Which do you prefer? I prefer email. I don't think a lot of my owners are texting. I'm not sure if that's just a demographic that is unique to my area, but I also like the record of their email. Right. So. I also think when they start to text you, they text you at 11 o'clock at night. And as we all know, we have our phones by our beds in case an emergency occurs. And then they're they're not realizing that they're interrupting our day with a very simple statement. Let me interject there. It's not on my list. So you will give a homeowner your cell phone number. Yeah, it's in my signature. They don't use it very much. Do you not have yours? I do not typically give owners my cell phone number unless there's an issue that, you know, if there's a fire, 
Right. I'm calling you from my cell phone. Well, homeowners, it's 919 I've really not been bothered by owners to that extent, but I cherish my private time. Well, I think you're at the office, physically at the office mm-hmm. more than I am. I am, so at, I am there a lot. So this yes. is really, my phone is almost my traveling office. Mm-hmm. Well, and the other thing is somebody calls me at the office, it immediately forwards to my email on my phone. So oh. I get the message immediately. So of course I feel like it I does. got that covered, but... So you yeah. pretty much they're getting to your cell phone if you need they need yeah, to. They can. But your point's well made. There's one particular owner in one of my properties. They have cell phone numbers for several of my staff and they do exactly what you said. Yeah. They get texts at six fifteen in the morning, they get mm-hmm. texts at eleven fifteen at night. He doesn't know any boundaries. Yeah. We have a three or four of those. Mm-hmm. Right, Al? Al, if you're listening, you know, (laughs) our GM. He said, this owner just texted me at 9 o'clock at night with the most simple question. He could have waited till tomorrow. What compliment do people give you the most? The compliment I get the most. They like my smile. Okay. But lately, I cut my hair off. So once you cut your hair off and you're a woman, people comment on it constantly, even if they don't like it because they have to say something because you have short hair and they don't know what to do. So I've been getting a lot of short hair compliments. It's not that you have a really great husband? Oh, well, yeah. They start with that. Your kids are wonderful. No, No. I don't get that one a lot. Come on. Your kids Um, are wonderful. Yes, they are wonderful. Okay, Tim, if you could have grown up anywhere besides the Outer Banks, where would it have been? Probably in a mountain town. I don't which know which one? one. Maybe Steamboat Springs. Steamboat Springs. <laughs> they grow, they grow good kids there. Yeah, they do. <laughs> I do have good kids. I think that's pretty cool though. The mountain environment I've been exposed to it a few times and the kids always having that activity. I would have loved to grown up in Colorado in the mountains. It'd be cool. Mm-hmm. But if I hadn't grown up in Pittsburgh, yeah, of, of course, course with yeah. Heinz Ward. Close second. Favorite social media outlet for your business? Facebook. Mm-hmm. Chris would say, my husband does a lot of the social media. He would say Instagram because he feels like people see that more. But I like Facebook probably because I'm on Facebook the most. But Mm -hmm. I feel like you can write something people actually read. And it's more of our demographic as we were talking the other day, Mm -hmm. Tim, Mm -hmm. that Facebook's cool with the uh, 40, 50-year-olds, not the young people. So Facebook Mm -hmm. might not be so relevant in 10 or 15 years. Okay, here we go. If you were offered $50 million for your both of your companies today, would you walk away? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Where do I sign? There's Tim's uh, price. Yeah, well. <laughs> and then what would you do? Now we just negotiate on price, right? We've already established you're going to sell. So uh, I don't know. We'd figure out something. Deb and I would probably start flipping houses. So. All right. 50 million, everybody. You heard <laughs> it you right go. here on yeah. Sea to Ski with Sarah Essentially, my son asked me that the other night. I said, well, it depends, but everything's for sale. That's true. It's just a matter of what the price is. That's so right. I think that's been established in our industry pretty clearly in the last year and a half, hasn't it? So. Right. So Vacasa, 10 for 50 million. <laughs> 50 million. Uh, that was your price, wasn't it? I gave you that as your price. Yeah, but... When they kept calling you or whatever. Oh, right. I think I told them 20 million. 20 million is your price. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. But now it's 50. Okay. <laughs> Inflation. What chore do you hate doing? Laundry. Putting it away. I don't mind doing the laundry. I don't like putting away the laundry. Somebody please come help me. Okay. Okay. Your next question. I have two more for you. Okay. I only have about 12 for you. Yeah. But oh, go ahead. Boy. Okay. Things you want to know more about my inner <laughs> secrets. Okay. Your question is... It's your last week on earth. Where would you spend it and what would you do? It would not be at work. It would be with my family and be somewhere where we would all have a great time. Like what would you do? 
What, what would the activity, if you had to pick an activity? With something close to the water, I would think. Maybe boating, maybe in the islands. And no talk. risk if you jump off into something because it's right. the last week on it's Earth. anyway. <laughs> Winter Park or Steamboat Springs? Oh, that is mean. No comment. Okay. I love Steamboat because that's where I live right now. Yes. And forever. And I love everything about this place. But I have to say, I love going to Winter Park because mm-hmm. I feel like a local there still. And it's a small, small town. You go to the grocery store, you know everyone there. Mm-hmm. And I love to see my staff. And I love to be a part of the office there when I'm there once a week. Mm-hmm. So my answer is both. Sandbridge or Outer Banks? Both. <laughs> okay, that's not my question. <laughs> All right, my final question. A guest finds a roach in the kitchen. Refund? And how much? So is it me answering the question or is it my staff answering the question? Because we, we had this question, we had this discussion last night at dinner. You and I had dinner. About we roaches? About no, about how much tougher my staff is on giving refunds than I am. So they work very hard to keep that guest away from me. Because <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's terrible. Because you, know, you give more money. I am a softer touch than my staff. Oh, yes. if any guests are listening, ask for Tim <laughs> when you find the road. Right. Okay, you. You happen to pick up the call. Mary Jo says, Tim, I just yeah. found a roach in my house, and mm-hmm. I paid $2,000 a night. Mm-hmm. This is crazy. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do for me? Well, first of all, it's probably a water bug. It's not a roach. I don't care. <laughs> Maybe it's a palmetto bug. They well, fly. <laughs> they do. I try to solve it with service first. But, yeah, the refund thing, we need to do a whole podcast on that. Yeah, we do. Yeah. It's like go-to answer number one. I paid good money for this, as if there's bad money, right? Mm-hmm. And then you're told exactly how much they paid for it, including taxes and probably the fuel they spent on the way. Mm-hmm. And they want all of it back. And unfortunately, the industry has rewarded that behavior. The hotel industry particularly, comping nights, yep. things like that. Uh, I'll give you 75,000 points, whatever the case might be. Right. So the, the world belongs to the askers. So we need to do a podcast on it. That is a tough subject. It is. And I don't even know what I'd say for 30 minutes without sounding wibbly wobbly. Mm-hmm. But we will. We promise to do that soon because I think that is a tough one everybody faces. I had a couple more for you. All right, hit me. Billy Kidd or Vern Lundquist? <laughs> Both Another inside live joke. in Steamboat. <laughs> yes. Billy Kidd because he's always at the top of the mountain yeah. and he's still giving people tours and welcoming people to Steamboat. Yep. Vern's just hanging out here in his big house. <laughs> That's right. Vern Ludquist was uh, the voice of college football on CBS for many years, if you guys don't know. And he also broadcasts the Masters, hole number 16. Yes, sir! Yeah. Yeah. And Billy Kidd recently had his 75th birthday and was giving out cupcakes at the restaurant up at the top of the hill. Oh, and you saw him when you were in Steamboat? How about that? See, that's what I'm talking about. He's giving out things on his own birthday. How about that? Did you eat one? No, I didn't. Oh. Uh, your husband was nearby. <laughs> <laughs> right. He doesn't like sugar. No sugar. Yeah. How about Tim Duncan, Randolph Childress, Billy Packer, or someone else? I don't know who Billy Packer is. You're not a true Wake Forest basketball okay, fan, let's are just, you? Wait, edit, edit. <laughs> but I love Timmy D. All right. Good. All right. And he was at Wake Forest right yes, after me. Yeah. But Randolph Childress was there about your time, right? 
Yeah. He lit it up. Which, yeah, he wasn't, was it when I was there? He like single-handedly won the ACC basketball tournament that one year. Yeah, we were more um, Chris King. Yeah. Do you remember okay. him? Yeah, sure that was my age. Okay. He well, was on the hall below me. Of course, at Wake Forest, boys and girls can't be on the same hall, uh, but it was, they were on, he was on the second hall. Got one more for you. Where will you be in three years? Oh, Muggsy Bogues. Yeah, well, Muggsy Okay. Bogues. All right. Good. <laughs> okay, what did you ask me? Let's go me? back to the question again. Any more Wake Forest <laughs> no. basketball players you want to bring in? Okay. All right. I almost put Muggsy Bogues down. Where will you be in three years? Uh, right here where I am in Steamboat. Mm-hmm. My kids will be in seventh or eighth grade. School, They'll yeah. probably be mean to me by then, <laughs> but I'll still be living here. Okay. And hopefully, let's do a prediction. Okay. I'll have 50 properties in Steamboat. Great. 50 excellent properties with owners I love. And in Winter Park, I bet we'll be pushing 200. Excellent. How about you? Where are you going to be in three years? I will be seeing if any of my children have interest in the business or if I'm going to pursue that $50 million offer that you parlayed earlier. I will most likely have a third location in the blue franchise. And Deb and I will be happy somewhere will we still be doing a podcast we'll still be doing podcasts no (laughs) question so there you go cool okay well that ought to do it we're about out of time so this was fun that was fun i hope somebody got out something out of that besides i'm a steelers fan and i remember who mugsy folks yeah that was good good thanks everybody thanks sarah yeah see you next time all right bye tim so long Thank you for listening to Sea to Ski with Sarah and T, professional vacation rental managers podcast brought to you by Sarah Bradford of Winter Park Lodging Company and Steamboat Lodging Company, as well as Tim Cafferty of Outer Banks Blue and Sandbridge Blue Realty Services. Together, Sarah and Tim manage more than 600 privately owned vacation rental properties, and both are regarded as experts in the vacation rental management industry. Music provided by Ben Sound. We encourage your participation on this podcast by sharing it with friends, and please feel free to rate and review the podcast on iTunes. Comments or reviews on this particular podcast can be made on their website, Sea to Ski with SarahandT.com, where you can also subscribe to the podcast as well as provide them feedback on this episode or give them ideas for future topics. We look forward to speaking with you next time on Sea to Ski with Sarah and T.